The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went with Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciples set out and went to the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes, but Mary Magdalene stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabuni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So again, good morning and happy Easter on behalf of Father Patrick and Father Paul and myself, along with the pastoral team here at Good Shepherd, we again wish you a very happy and holy Easter.
St. Ignatius of Loyola, famous little book, The Spiritual Exercises, contains several reflections and contemplations on the resurrection. One of these deals with what St. Ignatius thought would have been Jesus' very first appearance after rising from the dead, an appearance to his mother, the Blessed Virgin Mary. This appearance obviously is not mentioned in the Gospels, yet St. Ignatius considered it to be common sense. In fact, as a caption to this section of his book, he wrote, don't be stupid. And indeed, Mary's name doesn't appear on the list of women who went to the tomb on that Easter morning. Why didn't she go with them? Why didn't she go as she had done at the burial? Maybe because Jesus had already risen and appeared to her. Mary's great virtue is faith. She believed that what was spoken to her by the Lord would be fulfilled. She had heard Christ's prophecies. The Son of Man will be killed and rise on the third day. Destroy this temple. I will rebuild it in three days. Mary meditated and reflected on all of these things in her heart. And we can imagine how eagerly she was looking forward to seeing her risen son, our risen Lord. When Jesus finally appeared, we can imagine how lovingly she embraced him. What might have they talked about in that encounter? Maybe they spoke about Mary's new mission. Now she was to be the spiritual mother of the whole church. Maybe they spoke about the scriptures that Jesus had fulfilled through his passion, death, and resurrection. Maybe tears of joy were enough all on their own. Maybe that moment was so emotional, so powerful. And that joy, that emotion, was a whole new kind. It was the joy of the resurrection, an everlasting joy that neither death nor suffering could tarnish or take away. And that's the joy every Christian can look forward to, even in these difficult days. And it's because of Easter. That's what makes us different. On the first day of the week, the third day of his passion, Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Today is his day. Many great historical figures have led exemplary lives, taught us wise things, and even died for the truth. Yet only one, only one, has risen again. Among the vast array of humanity's great heroes, only 
about Jesus Christ can we say he rose again on the third day in fulfillment of the scriptures. Only Christ's resurrection do we find goodness and power finally unite. In otherwise, other words, the good guy wins. Check the end of the book. We win. Only in Christ's resurrection does love prove that it is stronger than death. In Christ and in his resurrection, a new and a widely new hope dawns for all people, for all humanity. The hope that if we stay united with him through faith and grace, we will rise with him. Rise from our very tombs, even the tombs we may feel we are in right now. Tombs of fear, tombs of doubt, of anger, of de depression, whatever the tomb might be. We will rise from them and we will rise from our own very own tomb and live with him forever in the never ending adventure of heaven. No one else offers such an amazing hope because no one else has risen from the dead to be able to offer it. Only our Lord Jesus Christ. The resurrection is a definitive watershed in the history of all religions. It makes Christianity absolutely unique. In the resurrection, reality becomes more than just a myth. Only the reality of the resurrection can explain the reality of the history of the church. A few weak, non-influential, very humble, common, uneducated fishermen from a little town of Galilee, frightened out of their wits when Jesus was arrested and executed. Suddenly they become world travelers, phenomenally successful preachers, and valiant martyrs. And the church they spread continues after they die, holding fast to the exact same doctrine they preached century after century and nation after nation. Only the abiding presence of the Lord can explain this, and only the resurrection explains the abiding presence of our Lord. This is what makes us as Christians different, as followers of Jesus. This morning, we celebrate, we reflect, we embrace the great victory Jesus has won for us by his resurrection. And we thank him from the depth of our hearts for giving us a share in it, not just today, but every day. How different our lives would be, our day-to-day -day lives, would be if we believed this truth. Imagine what we could do with this pandemic if we will believe 
what we are celebrating on this day and believe it with all of our hearts. We know the future. We know what is in store. The sick child who has to be operated on is in pain and frightened, yet the parent can assure that child because the parent knows that the operation, as painful and as frightening as it might be in the short term, will bring happiness, wholeness, health in the long term. We are those children. We are those children right now in what we are experiencing. The isolation, the social distancing, the fear of contracting this virus. So we are those children. The sufferings and struggles of our lives are the healing cuts of God's scalpel. Yet we are also those parents because we know that if the cuts of the scalpel make us more like Jesus crucified, they will also bring us to share in the glory of Christ resurrected. How can we allow and let the power of Christ's resurrection seep into our very being, into the depths of our minds and hearts? There is one very simple thing that you and I can do that will make all the difference. Keep the Lord's day holy. Keep this as a day to him. Every Sunday of the year is a solemnity, a solemn feast, a, dedicated, a day dedicated to the cornerstone of our faith, which is the resurrection. That is why the church has made Sunday such an important day in the life of our community and each of our lives to make sure that we don't forget the resurrection, to make sure we remember where we're going, to remember who we are. Yet we need to do our part too. So coming to Mass, celebrating the Mass is essential. Yet if we want to live our Sundays to the full, if we want our lives to take on the rhythm of the resurrection, we have to use our creativity, our imagination, to make this whole day different. The way a Catholic lives on Sunday needs to be different than a way somebody who doesn't believe lives their Sunday. Today, the greatest Sunday of the year, we honor the Lord, not only with our voices, but also in our hearts. Let's promise him that between now and the great feast of Pentecost, we will use our creativity and imagination to make our diff Sundays different. And that's especially true when this pandemic and this isolation is lifted. Let's make our Sundays different. And let's ask him, our Lord, to give us a hand. Amen?
My dear brothers and sisters, through the Paschal mystery, we have been buried with Jesus in baptism so that we may walk with him in the newness of life. And so, now that our Lenten observance is completed, we renew the promises of holy baptism by which we once renounce Satan and all his works and promise to serve God in the Holy Catholic Church. And so I ask you to respond to each of these questions with I do. My brothers and sisters, do you renounce sin so as to live in the freedom of the children of God? I do. Do you renounce the lure of evil so that sin may have no mastery over you? I do. Do you renounce Satan, the author and prince of sin? I do. Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? I do. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who was born of the Virgin Mary, suffered death and was buried, rose again from the dead, and is seated at the right hand of the Father? I do. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. I do. And may Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given us new birth by water and the Holy Spirit and bestowed on us forgiveness of our sins, keep us by his grace in Christ Jesus our Lord for eternal life forever and ever. Amen. Amen.